Welcome to the Movie Planet. With Joe. Wow. What? You didn't stutter once. And Sam. Hi, Georgie. What a nice boat. Do you want it back? I'm your host, Joe, and with me is the Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise to my Tim Curry's Pennywise, Sam. Hi, Joe. Hi. Hi. Was that froggy joke in there prior to you calling the current it Kermit the Frog? Yes. So, how you feeling, Sam? I feel wonderful. You look like you've been up for a while. At least I didn't have any drinks last night. That could have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> so fun, fun night. Uh, screwed myself over, but you know what? I'm here. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad you rolled out of bed to get here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we hit the movie theaters, and yes. we saw it for this weekend. Uh, you saw it tw- well one and a half times. One and a half. <laughs> you went. Le- you went Friday night, and then you saw it for an hour with me. And I'll see it another time next week. <laughs> Are you gonna go for just the second hour? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna go with all my friends who um, haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. And okay. They're on tour, so they won't be able. They won't be back there next week. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we're gonna discuss this movie. Whether it belongs in the pantheon of horror movies, guess what? It's gonna go anyway because we have seven slots in there, and the only one that's in there is Jaws. So regardless, it's going in. Don't we want to wait for part two? Well, don't get on the set, get ready to shoot, and then ask for rewrites. Studios do this crap all the time, and they wonder why they end up with a shit movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Movie? You know, I hate the word movie. I don't make movies. I make films. So uh, this week we're talking about Goonies, the horror film. Uh, <laughs> Stand by it. Stand by it. <laughs> we're talking about 2017's It, directed by Andy Muschietti, written by Chase Palmer, Kerry Fukunaga, and Car- Gary Doberman, based on the Stephen King tome, epic tome yes. of the same title, a thousand, t- uh, thousand pages plus tome. Yes. This is when he first started like, hey, you know what? 500 pages is for the birds. Let, let's let's make all our books this way now. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'm trying to think of the last book that he wrote that was under the dome. Under a thousand. <laughs> oh, under a thousand. Yeah. So I'd say under the dome is even longer. Yeah, it is. That was a wonderful book. Yeah, and it's a shame that the series Off didn't landing. pan out. <laughs> the series didn't pan out at all. Uh, it was doomed from the start. Let's you, be honest. You can't, you can't do anything in any Stephen King book. I'm sorry. Let's be honest. Simpsons did it. Who? Simpsons. I, didn't, I didn't even. Oh, Simpsons. Yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I said immediately as I was. I was walking into Costco, and I saw the book laying there. Is under the dome. It's like Stephen King. <laughs> oh, I have to read this. This is just Stephen King's The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of the South Park. Oh, it absolutely. It immediately like, starts Simpsons with Simpsons did it. <laughs> I bel- the f- the first chapter is the dome going down, yep. which is awesome, and then literally the next chapter. Is the uh, b- the big boss, um, the big big daddy, um, the car salesman, okay, the yeah. bad guy, yeah, his son, a dead girl, yeah. Well, that's Stephen King. There's sex everywhere <laughs> with a dead girl. Yeah, well, that's not hardly the worst thing he's ever written with sex. Hardly not, but still, <laughs> I mean, two of them are actually an, in this book. Quite an opening. <laughs> well, hey, this movie starring uh, Jane Lieber here. Labor here, Lieber, Lieber, as Ben De- Bent Bill Denbro. Jeremy Ray Taylor as Ben Hanscom. Sophia Lillis as Beverly Marsh, the oldest looking 11 year old I've ever seen. 
Uh, Finn Wolfhard is Richie Tolzer. Pause. Yes. I really hope this kid does not turn into another Corey Feldman. Oh, you mean the same like where he just drugs out? Yes. I here's the he's, thing. He's got strange things. He's got it. He is skyrocketing. He is going to be a child star because there's no way his skill set will end up maturing. Chase Jake, Chose Jake, Chose Jacobs or Chase Jacobs? I don't know. Uh, something Jacobs as Mike Hanlon. J- Jack Dylan Grazer as Eddie Kasprak, everyone's f- favorite hypochondriac. And <laughs> Wyatt Olaf as Stanley. Stanley. Uris. Stanley. And Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise or Krusty or Kermit the creepy ass clown. Were you frightened by Pennywise in this? <laughs> Which Pennywise yeah. had a bigger impact on you, Tim Curry's or this one? Look, Tim Curry's performance is legendary. You cannot compare it to anything. Just everything, his dialogue, his attitude. Yeah. He but was, he was a clown in nature alone. He itself. was a clown. His dialogue was some of the best parts of the miniseries. Um, now, as far as Bill Skarsgård, there were mo- this is the little things. His, yeah. The way his eyes, one of his eyes is lazy. No, no, it's, no, it's not. He can move it on its own. Apparently, that's disgusting. <laughs> I need to figure out how to do no, that. No, you don't. Yes, I do. That's amazing. <laughs> But it was just like him when him rolling his eyes up. Just the little things he does mm-hmm. makes him so creepy. Now I will agree that the legendary scene where Georgie goes down to the uh, um, storm drain. Yeah, that was not the best rendition of that scene. But okay, but. The fact that you saw Jordy's arm get bitten off and him crawl out because in the book he bleeds out on the street. Yes, yeah, and he it's, does, he's he not missing. He was literally murdered. Yeah, he doesn't go missing in the drain. No, no. So I was super surprised at that, and I thought that was great. I mean, obviously he got dragged down, but I thought that was creepy. Mm-hmm. The liberties that they took in this movie, I'm not mad at all. Okay, Dark Tower utter piece of garbage <laughs> so that's why when that came out and stephen king said yeah it's great yeah i like it i don't get the idea in this movie that pennywise is that powerful though see that's that's one of its its flaws that's yes. one of its flaws is the ending i d- but here's but uh see here's the thing so <laughs> if we uh where do we even want to start <laughs> well I'm going to do a few things here. I'm okay. Do, do the making of. I'm going to do the Rotten okay. Tomato, what that is. Okay. Okay. And then we'll get into the synopsis. Okay. And we'll then, beat up the synopsis. Then we'll go piece by piece. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Dude, that's a plan. Well, according to our good people at Rotten Tomatoes, it has a tomato meter, tomato meter rating of 88%. The I critics think that's on, very fair. The a- critics on the average give this almost 7.2 out of 10, which I think is right where it should be. I think that's very fair. The audience score, which is a, the average rating the audience gave the film, is a 4.4 out of 5 with 90% agreeing it's a three or higher. So... Okay, we're in the same ballpark. 72 to 88%, somewhere in the middle. And 80%, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I have some people walking out of that movie saying it's complete garbage. Oh, uh, then uh, I, c- people, I can't say that. People I was walking out of the theater with were like, oh my God, it's the scariest thing I've ever seen. I hate clowns. And I've never hated clowns. I still don't hate clowns. My father hates clowns. Yeah, I don't hate clowns. Yeah. I hated Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, we're going to jump into our segment, Inception to Perception, where we talk about this movie 
Started as an idea and made its way to the big screen. March 12th, 2009, Variety reports that Warner Brothers would be bringing Stephen King's novel to the big screen. With David Kajanich to adapt King's novel, while Dan Lin, Roy Lee, and Doug Davidson would be producing the piece. When Kajanich learned of Warner Brothers' plans to adapt King's novel, he went after the job, knowing that Warner Brothers was committed to adapting it as a single feature film. Which I can't imagine being anything under three and a half hours. I wish this movie were three hours. I wish each movie was three and a half hours. Every single movie ever, or just the, these two? No, these two. Okay. There's there's so much material. Uh, so he begins, he begins to reread the novel in an attempt to try to find a structure that would accommodate such a large number of characters in two different time periods. Uh, you can't. The, the, the novel, you, you can't adapt it in a way where you can't just do the there's, there's kids a, first and the adults second. There's a reason why the TV movie is not a movie and it's a mini-series. Exactly. It doesn't just have like, oh, first part is all kids, second part is all adults. It's not that. Uh, it leans heavier in those worlds, but it keeps flecting back or pushing forward in the future. Um, Kajanix works, works with Lynn Lee and Davison on The Invasion in 2007, if you remember that movie, and he knew that they would be a champion, good storytelling group and allow him time to work out a solid first draft of the screenplay. Yes? Uh, the announcement, I wet myself. It was great. <laughs> yeah. uh, he says they were hoping for the adaptation to be rated R, saying we can really honor the book and engage with the traumas that these characters endure. Uh, and he acknowledged that Warner Brothers wanted the adaptation as a single film. He said that his dream choice for Pennywise would be Buster Keaton if he were still alive. And the Pennywise that Kajanich scripted being, quote, a less self-conscious of his own irony and surreality. So, more clowny. Yeah, who's Buster Keaton? Uh, he's an old... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, unfortunately, I have no idea what his work is. So June 29th, 2000, 2010, the screenplay is being rewritten by Kajanich, and, on, and then two years go by. On June 7th, 2012, The Hollywood Reporter reveals that Carrie Fukunaga was born in the project as director and will co-write the script with Chase Palmer while Roy Lee and Dan Lin are producing, and Kajanich is out. So apparently what he came up with ain't working. Ain't working. Um... <clears throat> on May 21st, Warner Brothers, uh, 2014, Warner Brothers announces to have moved the film to its New Line Cinema division with overseer duties conducted by New Line's Walter Hamada and Dave Neutstadter, along with Vice President of Production and Warner Brothers' Niji Kuykendall. Uh, yeah. Uh, December 5th, 2013. 20, I can't talk. On December 5th, 2014, in an interview with Vulture, Dan Lin announces that the first film... Well, you okay? stuttered there. Come on, Bill. He didn't stutter once. Oh, shit. It'll be a coming-of-age story about the children tormented by it, and the second will skip ahead in time as those same characters band together to continue the fight as adults. Lynn also stated that Fukunaga was only committed to directing the first film, though was currently closing a deal to co-write the second. Now, around the same time, Fukunaga was linked to Flash for DC. Hmm. So he had both kind of in his hand trying to figure out. He ends up doing neither. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, the most important thing is that King gave us his blessing. We didn't want to make this unless he felt it was the right way to go. Mm-hmm. And when he, we sent him the script, the response that Carrie got back was, go with God, please. This is the version the studio should make. That's King right there. Nice. Uh, he, c- he confirms that Fukunaga would begin principal photography in summer 2016. 
So February 3rd comes along in 2015, and uh, Fukunaga's interviewed saying that, hey, I've got an idea for a guy for Pennywise, but he won't say who. And then a month later, he says, I have found the perfect guy to play Pennywise, but he won't say who. Oh, that's got to just, oh. I'll wait to hear who it's going to be, though, because you'll sit there going, why couldn't it have been him? May fourth, oh, do that. May fourth, twenty fifteen. Two months after that, it was officially announced that Will Poulter had been cast to play Pennywise after Fukunaga was blown away by his audition. Will Poulter, remember the movie We're the, uh, not We're the Robinsons. We're the. There's a comedy. Oh, shit. Hold on. Look up Will Poulter right now. He's friggin' creepy looking. He would be a great Pennywise. P-O-U-L-T-E-R. Oh. Polter. Yes. Oh, see, I didn't want... Oh, oh I wanted him I didn't so want him bad. All. I was so happy when they didn't cast him. Oh, I wanted him bad. I was like, that guy, he's got the smile. He's got the eye ridge. Oh, yeah. He looks creepy alone. Um, I still... See, I don't, I don't think he's got enough chops. Oh, okay. Well, Ty Simpkins, do you know who he is? He's the little kid from Jurassic World. Ty Simpkins. Sorry, for those that you do, do not know, I am horrible with names and constantly need my phone to realize who people are because I'm a horrible human being. Yeah, what about him? Yeah, he He's was considered to play one of the Losers Club members. I'm glad he didn't. I didn't like him in Jurassic World. Um, but here's the thing. Mic drop. I think that he's one of those kids that he's this new line of child actors who do pretty well with line reading and acting. Uh, so he's another, they could have put him in Stranger Things. It would have worked, too. I mean, he's, just what, he's got a personality that works with that, those groups of kids. True. So May 25th, 2015, it's reported that Fukunaga has dropped out as the director of It. Mm. And then Sam cries, going, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. You teased me just like the Dark Tower. I'm stuck with Except John Ritter's It. It got made. <laughs> uh, according to the rap, Fukunaga clashed with the studio and didn't want to compromise his artistic vision in the wake of budget cuts by New Line, which greenlit the first film at $30 million. Yeah. <laughs> that's, just a, that's just a slap in the Face. He said, I was trying to make an unconventional horror film. It didn't fit into the algorithm of what they knew they could spend and make money back on based on not offending their standard genre audience. Oh, he made mention that the budget was perfectly fine as well as his desire to make Pennywise more than just the clown. Fukunaga concluded, the stating, uh, concluded by saying, we invested years in so much anecdotal storytelling. Chase and I both put our childhood in that story. So our biggest fear was they were going to take our script and bastardize it. Well, it sounds like they bastardized it themselves. It's not about their story. It's about the kids. <laughs> See, <laughs> the adults need to pull their heads way out of their ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm actually thankful that they are going to rewrite the script. I wouldn't want them to steal our childhood memories and using that. I was honoring King's spirit of it, but I needed to update it. King saw an earlier draft and liked it. We never, King never said anything about it. Yeah. Uh, but then, he, then King writes, after Fukunaga departs, he goes, the remake of It may be dead or undead, but yeah. we'll always have Tim Curry. He'll st he's still floating down in the sewers of Derry. <laughs> I remember that line, and I was just pissed off. I'm sure a lot of people were. Uh, about two months later, Andrea Muschietti is in negotiations. He decides to take the role as the director. And uh, then in April of 2016, Will Poulter drops out. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
they are left without a Pennywise. Yeah. They don't know who it's going to be. Uh, New Line Cinema sets the film for September 8th, 2017. Uh, and then Muschietti is interviewed by uh, Variety saying, Poulter would be a great option. For me, he is at the top of my list still, even though they've lost him. He confirmed the next summer it's the time for them to start shooting. It was decided to shoot it during the summer months to give them the time to work with the children who have the main roles for the part of the film. Yep. Um, let's see. Muschietti went on to say that King described 50s terror iconography, adding that he feels there is a whole new world now to rediscover, to update, because no one's afraid of friggin' Dracula or the Wolfman anymore. Well, it's like one of the things in the book is Ben's terrified of the mummy. Yeah. No, actually, you know what? The, the mummy did come... In uh, the movie. When? When uh, I thought it was the mummy. When um, uh, uh, it was when they were in Pennywise's lair. And yeah. It was like the last little shtick where I thought it was the mummy wrapping its wrappings around the kid's head and pulling him into oh, his no, face. Oh, no, no. That was a leper. Well, no, because the leper's like face was all screwed up and he couldn't even open his mouth. W- well... That's the that's the scary part. I mean, what, what's okay? The, what well, I thought it was the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it could be the same <laughs> thing. Uh, <laughs> An oozing, decrepit being, and wrappings. There, mummy, leper, same thing. Yeah, uh, we're gonna skip ahead here. They they hire a bunch of people. Uh, Bill Skarsgård in 2016 it gets final negotiations to start Pennywise, and I kind of wonder how many other people they got before Bill Skarsgård to get in there. I mean, they had to audition at least a hundred people. If there, if you could have, if you could pick anybody to be Pennywise, not named Tim Curry or Bill Skarsgård or Will Poulter, who would you think be perfect for this role? I'll let you think about that. When you come back, just pop it in. Just be like, this person should play it. <laughs> Mark Hamilton. Mark. Mark. Who's Mark Hamilton? Mark Hamill. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I had a Hamilton. But then, in my he, head. then he's the Joker. He's a clown. <laughs> Is the Joker a clown? He's a Joker. He's the clown prince of crime. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I'll let you think about it. Just let it marinate for a little bit. Here, get on your computer and look for names. <laughs> I wish I freaking could. <laughs> <laughs> I should have crusted the clown. Yes, you really ready. should. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, at February on February 9th, twenty seventeen, at the Lego Batman movie press release. Yeah, we know how much we love that. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Steve Weintraub. Uh, I'm sorry, Lynn said, uh, if you're going to make a rated R movie, you have to fully embrace what it is, and you have to embrace the source material. It is a scary clown that's trying to kill kids. They do have a scary clown that's taking over the town of Derry, so it's going to be rated R. Um, I guess people were worried about them PG thirteening this thing up. Yeah, you cannot make this movie PG-13. If you did that, I probably would not have gone to see it. Yeah. Uh, then, let's see. They say, uh, it was something that we agreed on, and that's how it happened. The day that he showed up on the stage, Bill Skarsgård. Yes. The kids getting freaked out. Bill is like seven feet high, and I can't describe how scary he looks in person. He's a wiry man, crouching, making sounds, snotting, drooling, speaking in Swedish sometimes. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember in some of the interviews, um, he felt horrible afterward because he made some of the extras like shit themselves. Yeah, just made them all the kids cry. Yeah, and it, he, I mean, obviously in character, he's like totally feeding off that. But yeah, uh, 
it, just like to go into a movie set knowing you're going to be a part of this movie, that it is a movie, that that is an actor, and you're still pissing yourself. Yes. That's pretty awesome. I, I, here's the thing. The, the kids never saw Pennywise until they were on screen with him. He was always separated oh, from the yeah. kids. Yeah. Uh, which, great idea. Because I'll tell you what, when he shows up uh, in the house and they're all together, the terror that is on Sophia's face mm-hmm. is real terror. That's not acting no. right there. That's, and you can tell. Oh, my God. That's like, if I was her parent, I'd be like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing to my daughter? No, no, we're using that cut. That was perfect. We're using, that was amazing. She's <laughs> traumatized. It's great. Yeah. The, that, that is one of the scariest shots of somebody's face I think I've seen in a long time. That, that house... Um, that chapter is my favorite section in that entire movie. <laughs> it's just so good. I remember when Pennywise, you know, after uh, Eddie had fallen through, mm-hmm. and Richie and Bill were upstairs, and Pennywise was just messing with both of them. I was, I just had a huge smile on my face. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, my God, this dude is killing it as Pennywise. Mm-hmm. This is unbelievable. I was just, everybody was, like, freaking out. I was laughing. I was like, <laughs> this is so good. The kids are absolutely terrified, and he's just messing with them. Yeah, he, uh, he also. So he, like, he shined in that scene. There were a couple times I didn't like it, but. He had a oh. lot less lines than I thought he would in this. I think that's because of the modern horror adaptation. Well, speaking of, uh, the story is the same. The guy, this is uh, Brent Lang, or no, Director Machete saying uh, in a 2017 interview, the story is the same, but there are changes in the things the kids are scared of. In the book, they're children in the 50s, so incarnations of the mo- monsters are mainly from movies, so it's Wolfman, Mummy, Frankenstein, and Dracula. I had a different approach. I wanted to bring out deeper fears based not only on movie monsters, but on childhood traumas. While on the topic of what being the key to a successful horror film, Machete concluded by remarking that, quote, stay true to what scares you. If you don't respect that, you can't scare anyone. Machete explained how Skarsgård caught his attention to embody Pennywise while pointing out that he didn't want the young cast to spend too much time with the actor when not shooting and encouraged the cast to, quote, maintain distance between them. (laughs) (laughs) Machete detailed, quote, we wanted to carry the impact of the encounters to when the cameras were rolling. The first scene where Bill interacted with the children, it was fun to see how the plan worked. The kids were really, really creeped out by Bill. He's pretty intimidating because he's six foot four and has all this makeup on. <laughs> I didn't know he was that tall. I didn't either. He looks like a smaller guy in the movie. Yeah. But that's how the movie came to be. And apparently, we all know King sent a hand letter, handwritten letter saying, uh, this works. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Muschietti wrote King a handwritten letter saying, we're really sorry about some of the liberties we took. And King emailed back (laughs) (laughs) saying, no, no, no. That looks great. We love it. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm sure King was just happy that he finally has a scary movie out there again. Because none of his movies did well. Or a good movie. A good movie. (laughs) But, uh, hey, so the movie's about to come out. Are you excited when you're about to walk in that theater? Oh, yeah. What are you expecting before you walk in? I am... Walking with arms wide open. <laughs> I, <Old> Creed. <laughs> I am just a kid in a candy store. I am. It's the morning of Christmas. Okay. One of my favorite horror stories of all time. I'm finally. It's finally out. It's really one of your favorites. 
is that maybe it's just nostalgia. What are some of your favorite horror movie, horror stories? Oh man, I'm sure Shining is up there. Are we talking about Stephen King or any? The Shining. The Shining. For sure. I mean, just the classics: Texas Chainsaw Massacre, House of a Thousand Corpses, It, um, The Thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did a top ten list. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, a Serbian movie. <laughs> Oh, absolutely not! No, I've, no. <laughs> that's just that's just the reason that's there is just to take you down that rabbit hole. Like, how far can you push yourself? <laughs> can you make it to the end, and can you not get sick? Okay, well, let's get into the synopsis here of this uh, film. We'll call it a film. They say they found part of his hand all chewed up near the standpipe. He has to borrow a pencil once. It's like she's been forgotten because Corcoran's missing. Is it ever going to end? What the fuck, dude? What are you guys talking about? What they always talk about. I actually think it will end. For a little while, at least. What do you mean? So I was going over all my dairy research, and I charted out all the big events. The Ironworks explosion in 1908, the Bradley gang in 35, and the Black Spot in 62, and now kids being... I realized this stuff seems to happen every, every 27 years. Okay, so let me get this straight. It comes out from wherever to eat kids for like a year, and then what? It just goes into hibernation? Maybe it's like, what do you call it? Cicadas, you know, the bugs that come out once in every 17 years. My grandfather thinks this town is cursed. He says that all the bad things that happen in this town are because of one thing, an evil thing that feeds off the people of Derry. But it can't be one thing. They all saw something different. Maybe. Or maybe it knows what scares us most, and that's what we see. I, I, I saw a leper. He, he was like a walking infection. But you didn't. Be- because it isn't real. None of this is. Not Eddie's leper, or, or Bill seeing Georgie, or the woman I, I keep seeing. She hot? No, Richie. She's not hot. Her face is all messed up. None of this makes any sense. They're all like bad dreams. I don't think so. I know the difference between a, a bad dream and real life, okay? What do you see? You saw something too? Yes. You guys know that burnt down house on Harris Avenue? I was inside when it burnt down. Before I was rescued, my mom and dad were trapped in the next room over from me. They were pushing and pounding on the door, trying to get to me. But it was too hot. And the firemen finally found them. The skin on their hands had melted down to the bone. We're all afraid of something. Got that right. Hi, Rich. What are you afraid of? 
close. On a rainy day in October 1988, Bill Denbro gives his seven-year-old brother Georgie a sailboat made from notebook paper. Georgie takes the boat out onto the street and accidentally sails it down the gutter. As he peers into the drain, he meets a strange young man dressed as a clown. Hiya, Georgie. Who introduces himself as Pennywise, the dancing clown. <laughs> Pennywise claims that the storm blew him into the sewers and offers Georgie a balloon. When Georgie reaches in to retrieve his boat, Pennywise grabs his arm and bites it off before dragging him into the sewer. Uh, yes. This is almost shot for shot like the original. Yes. But it stops it's when we get the bite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you, you see the teeth in the class in the uh, the miniseries. In the teeth, you just see him slowly <sighs> go up to the camera, and then it you know goes out. Yeah. This one we see. He aliens his mouth like he opens up and like it, the mouth comes out. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I was expect. It, but here's the thing: when it bit into his arm, I love the fact it bit the arm off, and then you saw the stump of the, with the kid. Oh yeah. Trying it to just, crawl away. Just screaming. That's the worst thing you see to any of the kids in this room or in this film. Unfortunately, yes. It is. <laughs> they, they blew their load in the first shot. They, they did. Um, I don't know if it was a studio choice just to, like, limit the gore. Maybe it's one of those but, rated but see, R But see, that's one of those things where they could have done what the book did and did. And, you know, mention, you know, like, pull pull um, a family guy of sorts where you go, you talk about Betty Ronson. Yeah. And then you fade into how she died. You mm. could have totally done that. In the book, it does it all the time. It Rimson, tells the Rimson, story. Rimson, right? Betty Rimson. Yeah. Um, it does that for a couple of children. And it makes it terrifying because you get the really grotesque sounds of him biting into children and the gore. Yeah. Which makes him terrifying. But you also see something in this scene, and that is the, the there's a woman across the street who's walking out doing her laundry. Yep. She sees the kid out there, goes back inside, comes back out, the kid's not out there, and there's blood all over the street. Yes. The first thing she does is she calls the cops. Yes. Then we go through the next two hours where the adults seem to want to cover everything up. Part, yeah, part of it is the the fear of being alone as a kid, yeah, um, and adults not being there or not believing your fears because you paint them in your mind as absolutely true and real and solidified into the reality. I would have almost liked to see what's his, a Bill come out of the house as he sees his kid brother running down the street, comes out because he's lost sight of him, kind of like, wait, where are you going? And he sees his kid brother at the storm drain, and then he sees his kid brother being pulled into it, and he looks across the street, and he sees a woman standing there, and she just walks inside the house. That, that would have been cool. would have been like, okay, he, now we understand why Bill thinks there's something fishy going on. Because Bill's, Bill's like Columbo in this. He, he's the one figuring the whole thing out. And it's like, True. give him a reason to not trust anybody. No adults, no nothing. See, that's the thing. It's like in the book, um, 
uh, Georgie does not get pulled into the drain. He literally just bleeds out on the street. Yeah. And the investigation starts, but the investigation leads nowhere. And that's where he loses faith in adults because nothing seems to be happening. And they move on because new problems arise. Mm-hmm. And they can't, adults can't keep up. But he can't, his mind can't wrap around that because he's not an adult. And unfortunately. This is how you dream, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But e- when I was in the second time I was watching it, um, I had a thought the first time, but yeah. it really like came back up. Is like the times that I was most terrified, like pure, absolute mind-numbing, body-tingling terror, was when I was a kid. And it was my own. Okay. own it was my own imagination. That was my worst enemy. Before you had seen all the horror movies, and it's kind of fleshed it out for you on screen, it's your imagination that drives you wild. Uh, unfortunately, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street when I was five. So Whatever. <laughs> it was new nightmare. <laughs> so yes. You God, not today, bitch. Not today, bitch. <laughs> I did it. There is no God. <laughs> you. Um, unfortunately, I was exposed to horror movies at a young age, yeah. so it didn't help. But I have always had a fear of the dark, and I still do. Mm. So any, it's just, I guess, a fear of the unknown. Okay. I, saw, I really don't like. The first thing I thought of seeing the sewer scene was the number of balls I lost in there playing street hockey. <laughs> <laughs> and there was always that way. You go in there and be like, okay, like, let's grab, the, grab it. Is it close enough? Is it close enough? <sighs> like, if you want to put tape on my hockey stick, can I get down there? Yeah, if you want to modernize this, have a kid outside playing street hockey. Not playing with a freaking toy boat in the 80s. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's got to be tough. Yeah. But lost another ball. Go get it. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Shit, that's $8. I'll never get back. Oh, man. Uh, eight months later, in June 1989, on the last day of term at Derry Middle School, Bill and his friends Richie, Eddie, and Stanley run afoul of bully Henry Bowers and his gang. At the same time, Beverly Marsh, a young girl abused by her father and bullied mercilessly for being a slut, runs into Ben Hanscom, a kind but overweight boy who secretly has a crush on her. And if there's ever been a more... Sam Cooten Cooler origin story. A more wide age gap seen on the screen, it's Ben and Beverly. One is 15, the other looks nine. Yeah, he looks <laughs> eight. <laughs> like I was like... Yeah, they no. are not in the same grade. No, that th- I thought that was bad casting. Really bad. Yeah, um, but let's get into the the boys here. We the, it, we want to talk about the boys first. The introduction is they're walking down the hallway. I automatically love these kids right away. This is this is. They're telling your mama jokes down the hall, <laughs> dude. They just they just it's it's one of those movies where it's just the group of kids and it's so stand by me. Mm-hmm. You already love him, except Stanley. Yeah, because he's just sorry, kid. But well, wait, Stanley's the Jewish kid, right? Yeah. And then there's the Eddie, who's the hypochondriac. Yes. <laughs> and there's Richie, who is the comedian. Richie has all the best lines. <laughs> oh my God, he steals the show. He's so. Funny. If it's not Richie, it's Eddie. Yes, both <laughs> of them. Just that combo, brilliant. Well done casting. That was amazing. I just had my issues with Stanley. And you know what? I have issues with Mike. Mike is the black kid. They gave him nothing to do in this movie. But 
his role doesn't really flourish until he's an adult, though. Which I would have. Here's the thing, I, and I get that's in the book, but you have such equal talent on the screen. You almost feel like Mike and Ben were like the last ones they casted because they really didn't need them. Yeah, I mean, this comes down to. I wish it was a three and a half hour movie. Yeah, because right. you need that for because this isn't just a stand. This isn't just Stand by Me or The Goonies where it's a group of kids. They're always together. This is the kind of movie where you need their stories when they're alone. Yeah. You need to know what their backgrounds are. You need to know. This isn't just an adventure movie. This is a horror movie about their themselves, mm-hmm. what scares them, why they're dealing with their fears, and what are their surroundings that make it that much scarier. And when you don't have that, then you have characters who are like, okay, you didn't really have to be there, but you're in there because you're a part of the Losers Club. Yeah, because Mike's the one that brings them all back to Derry 27 years later. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's the only one that he's sticks working, around. He's working in the library at that point, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and then we look at, we you know, talk about Beverly here. Uh, clearly a wig. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I could, you could rip that hair right off. <laughs> I thought it was a horrible haircut. And uh, But she's also, she looks 15, she's 15 years old in real life, but I'm like, she's clearly older than some of these boys. Yeah. I felt like she was miscast also. Like, I love the chemistry they all have together, but... I thought... See, that's the best... Maybe that's what they were struggling with, because I thought she was so perfect yeah. in that movie that they were like, oh, shit, I hope nobody really reads into this, but she's perfect for the role. Well, right, yeah, because if you've read the book, you know where this is heading. You know, at least in the book where it's like, they, there's no way they would do it on the screen, but... That's the only reason I could see for them having an older-looking woman or a young girl on the screen to, to justify that scene later on. And they're not going to do it, obviously, because there's no. no way in hell you would do that. No. Uh, there's, there's just certain things you, you can't cannot unseen. do. Yeah. There's no, I take that back. I've seen a Serbian film. Yeah. So all the all, all, yeah, there's no, that, There are certain things you, you shouldn't do. Yes. Uh. And some things are best written, I guess, as writing and not actually yeah. on the screen. Uh, especially when it's a rated. If, we, if they had that in there, it's NC-17. Oh, absolutely. Even, you know, they could have done like the like the hand grab and fade to black. And well, yeah. But there were still scenes in this that I was uncomfortable with. I mean, when they all go swimming later on, I was uncomfortable with that. I was uncomfortable with... Uh, the, lo- the, 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 the lowest Lane Clark Kent. That would, yeah. But I liked. See, that's the thing. It needed to be in there. I here's the thing. I thought you're for for what you just said earlier, which is that they needed her to be someone who uses that as their strength as opposed to their weakness. Then you need all those things in there, but you're not going to have that scene in this movie. So she. But just it's also another side of adults. Yeah, that but some kids have to go through, and that's a fear. Yeah, that it's it's a pain. It's abuse. It's obvious abuse. Yeah, but it is. It's uh, that's something the boys will n- never understand. Half the scenes with Beverly, I was uncomfortable with. I was like, if I was her parent, I'd be like, nah, uh, 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 no, 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 no. You are not yeah, simulating. This is, it. this is it. You're not in this movie anymore. You're no, not si- no, 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 no. You are no. not simulating a rape scene with your father. 
It's not happening. Yeah, and uh, you know what's the weird part is that scene was supposed to. It was written out to be much worse. I'm so you know what I'm. When I was watching it, because I didn't know about that, obviously, yeah. I honestly thought that they pulled back on the reins a little bit. It was supposed to be where eventually she gets her clothes ripped off and she runs out of the house naked. Yeah, which, thank God they didn't put that in there. Ripped clothes? Sure. They, they, they can say, like, she was running out naked. That, that would never happen. Yeah. That's a great idea. Never happened. No. That's a great idea if you live in Serbia. <laughs> uh, eight, okay, so that we, we meet the kids. They all seem to have very charismatic personalities. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I was watching it. I was like, this is Stranger Things, but the JV version. Yeah. Like, Stranger Things I thought was scarier than this. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to but, all But the, the problem, see, here's the thing. It's like I, have, I got friends who said it wasn't scary. Like, well, it's not about your fears. It's about the kids' fears. Right. Uh, now, without, you know, the book describing how it smells mm-hmm. and the feel, and instead of, like, the leper, you, like, you see him, he's there, boom, you can see it. In the book, he's describing it, and you're like, oh, my God, he's standing right there. What's happening? Why isn't he moving? Oh, oh. Yeah. So the suspense is built by the speed of your reading. And what I did like, though, was that they went through every kid's fear. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. You know, and the only one that you don't see is Richie's. <laughs> Until later. <laughs> uh, while making a delivery to a local butcher shop for his grandfather, homeschooled Mike Hanlon encounters Pennywise before nearly getting run over by Henry. Uh, this is when he goes to the door and he sees all the hands coming out of the door. The door flips open. Pennywise sitting there, you know, just, hey there, how you doing? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, but the scary part was the car. It wasn't Pennywise. See, the first time I saw it, I just laughed. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Because he's just, he's making himself apparent. You know, he's dangling from a meat hook. Yeah. And then he stops, and he's just completely still, looking at him, just waves. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. But that was one of the moments in the book that stays with me even now, is when, I think it was Stanley, when he went to the mill, Yeah, I believe, the mill, f- the fire, the place where the fire happened and the tragedy happened. The black hole, the black spot. No, that was a club. Okay. Not the club. It was You're talking about the book, then? Yes. Okay. Um, and he hears somebody inside, and he's walking through the steps. It's dark. It's metal. It's rusted. It's just a horrible setting. And then this thing just chases him out mm-hmm. and you know, it describes the smell and the sounds and he escapes and he turns back and it's the door is just creaked open just enough and this this scene this in my mind has stuck with me to this day and it always will is all you see through the space in the door is a hand that's pointed out palm towards Stanley and just the finger gives him the like come back just the right. slow decrepit burnt hand just mm-hmm. come here oh it's just so terrifying yeah uh bill 
still haunted by George's disappearance and the resulting neglect from his grief-stricken parents, discovers that his brother's body may have ended up in a marsh marshy wasteland connected by the sewers known as the Barrens. Uh, I'm not say I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound sacrilegious, but I actually like the way that this is portrayed in the TV movie over this. Because in the TV movie, he picks up the book in George's room. And oh, yeah. He throws the book. The book starts bleeding. bleeding. His parents come in, grab the bleeding book, stick it back on the bookshelf, and say, don't come in here again, as though they're hiding something. You missed an opportunity, I think. Yeah. Uh, because they, his whole thing is he's trying to solve the, the sewer system. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I wish it hadn't been done the way that they did it. I wanted. I, you're right. Three hours have been great. They could have fleshed out the, the the way that the adults are hiding things. Yeah. Um, but even then, it's like they're not hide. See, that's the thing. They're looking to the a, other way. To a kid, they're looking the other way. Something's wrong. But to an adult, they've come to a certain fact in their mind that he is dead, and they need to move on. That a kid can't understand. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But at the same time, I want that three-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah. Ben heads to the library where he finds a book on Derry's history, learning the town has been plagued by mysterious, unexplained tragedies and child disappearances for centuries. He is lured into the basement by Pennywise in the form of a headless boy whom he narrowly escapes. Uh, this is the scariest part for me in the book, or in the, whole, in, the whole, in the whole film. Really? Because I told you, there's three things that scare me in movies. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids and cellars. Yep. Which you get with, ben, with Bill. Yep. Uh, people walking on all fours or jilted. <laughs> and this thing is walking jiltedly. Oh, for sure. Uh, now, for those, if you have not seen this yet, I want you, when this scene happens, when Ben is in the library for the first time, oh. <laughs> I want you to look over his right shoulder and tell me the librarian is not staring directly at you with the most terrifying smile on her face. <laughs> all the adults are, fr I swear, all the adults are frozen, and she's looking directly at the camera. Who the f*** are you? Exactly. <laughs> it's creepy, because I think her face contorts, actually, because when you pointed it out, I just happened to catch it, and yeah. I thought I saw it change just, a little bit. Like, I remember, I was the, I think I was the only one in the theater who th saw it, because I, like, quivered up, just, uh, the person I went with was just like, what are you freaking out at? Yeah. Did you not see the librarian? He's like, no. It was a black swan moment. Yeah. Where it's it, it's out of focus, it's in the background, but I'm pretty sure oh they put Pennywise's face on her. They didn't. Are you sure? I'm positive because when I was in the theater with you, you were looking I was looking for it. Okay. Because I caught it for two seconds and she was just leaning towards the camera. Some, oh, terrifying. Oh. Uh, the creature also goes after Stan in the form of a living painting, permanently hey, traumatizing him. Uh, y you know, I, and I'm, again, I'm going to say something bad. Conjuring 2 did it better with the nun. The nun painting scene was pretty cool. You have to admit. Oh, that, that scene was terrifying. That was so well. It was the, the best thing about that movie. Yeah. Well, the worst. But it was the best thing about that movie was that scene. No, but I, here's the thing. I think what Machete said when he said, I want to take modern things machete? that are scary. Is it Machete? Machete. No, Machete. No, Machete. No, not Machete. Andre Machete. Stop it, Machete. No, need Dan no Danny Trejo here. Oh, this movie would be awesome if you had Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he tried to take all of the, and I'm going to say this because it's not necessarily him, but it's the way we do uh, scary today, James Wanisms. Yep. And tried to make them in this, but they were never James Wan. It was it always just came up a little bit short. 
But I wonder if that's Being because wandered? you're. you're uh, well, see, the problem <laughs> is, I wonder if that came from you can't James Wan it because you. Kids' ima- imaginations can only go so far. And yours, you just said yours would w- run wild. Mine still does. <laughs> Mine still does. I was uh, speaking of that and last night. Morty, you gotta turn into a car. <laughs> <laughs> My imagination still gets the best of me sometimes. Every little sound, it sounds like something's like at the foot of my bed. Yeah, and I, f- I psych myself out every time. It's just I don't know, it's just a curse, a curse, a curse. <laughs> Henry and his friends ambush Ben and torture him. This part, that's when you get to know Henry's a psychopath. Oh, for sure. He starts to carve his name into the kid's stomach. Yep. What I don't like is the other kids n- don't seem to care. Like, at some point... you No, they do, but... But at some point, don't they go, okay, dude, you're going too far. Yeah, the dude in the hat, he, he said, whoa, dude, wha- whoa. Yeah, but he's also sitting there with a flamethrower. That's just to psych the kids out. He's not going to light them on fire. And I tried to figure out who this kid was, because he looked familiar. Did yeah. you ever watch the show Bloodline? No. On Netflix. Okay, he plays... Uh, the brother, one of the brothers on the show, he plays a younger version of him, and the brother is like the outcast of the family. He does uh, a great watched, job of playing watched, the outcast. I watched almost the, all of the first season, so yeah. I never got there. He comes at the very end of the first season. Yeah, no. yeah, because he also shows up. His character was the actor himself shows up as this brother's son, so it's kind of like this constant reminder to the to the rest um. of the family that he's there. Um, ben flees into the Barrens as the bullies pursue him, and Henry loses his switchblade in the process. At the same time, Bill, Richie, Eddie, and Stan discover the sneaker of a missing girl named Betty Ripsom whilst searching for Georgie. In the gray water. In the gray water. It's gray water. You can't it's go in there. You can't go in there. It's basically sh- <laughs> it's uh, shit and, and piss. <laughs> You're walking around in dairy pee. <laughs> it does not smell like caca to me, senor. One of Bowers' friends, Patrick Hockstetter, while wandering in the sewers looking for Ben, is killed by Pennywise. I wanted more here. I wanted a whole lot more. Yeah. It was a balloon floating towards him, and then it just ended. But see, I wonder if it was a budget issue. But here's the thing. The kids are f- driving away on their bikes, and you hear the scream, and nobody does shit. Yeah, why would you? These kids seem to want to help out people. They don't know what they heard. <laughs> it just uh, could have been then, a bird. And then why would they hear that? <laughs> it's a bird. <laughs> but why would they hear a scream? Because you can hear it in the theater. They one of them turns back and goes. No, okay. no, no. I know. I know that. But they would have been so far away. Well, it's echoing through a sewer. Gr- it's going far. I, in the middle of the woods. Then why put it in the movie? Because it's theatrical. Theatrical. Uh, ben stumbles across uh, Bill and the other boys who take Ben to the local pharmacy where they meet and befriend Beverly, who's buying Tampax. <laughs> Gotta suck the wound. <laughs> <laughs> Get in there, boy. <laughs> no, uh, sorry, that was... Doctor. That was, Get in there, doctor. <laughs> suck the wound. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Richie. <laughs> On his way home... Eddie is attacked by Pennywise in the form of a rotting leper while passing an abandoned house on Nybolt Street. Beverly hears the voices of several missing children, including Patrick, coming from her bathroom sink. Okay, pause. Okay, okay. This is another point where I thought 
they would take it that far, and they never took it that far. This is the Eddie scene? It's the Eddie scene yeah. when he's in front of the house and the leper. I was so, so ecstatic that they put that in there. Mm-hmm. But they missed, like, the most horrifying part is when the leper's chasing him. He's trying to, he's saying, Eddie, let me suck your dick. Let me suck your dick. <laughs> Tiny rig! Tiny rig! <laughs> let me suck the dick! Like, I really thought they would take it that far. And he's t- he's got such a potty mouth. Yeah. And he's got such, you know, he's making jokes about birth control. And uh, they, he knows what crabs are, so he obviously would know what a blowjob is. No, this is Eddie, not Richie. Yeah, I know. Eddie. Eddie's the hypochondriac. Yeah. He, he wasn't making jokes. Was he making jokes about blowjobs and stuff? No, but he knows the, he knows the vernacular. Okay, yeah, yeah, like yeah. His, like Richie was saying. Hey, are all these birth control pills for your, for your mom? mom? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I've been saving them for your sister. Like he knows, he knows the vernacular. Yes. So I really thought like they were gonna take it to that level, but they never did. It was just. Blah, I know. Blah. They just kept they kept pulling the the rug back. Exactly. It's like they wouldn't they commit, but then they like. But here's the thing: if you're a studio head and you're making this movie and you're trying to make it as faithful to the book as possible, you do have to err on the side of caution. With this book, yeah, like, by be, not because having a if you go too far, girl run out naked, yeah. but you can totally have a leper say, "Let me suck your wiener." You, you shouldn't have that either. If, here's the thing: it, the the reason why is because we live in a very, 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 very sheltered society, <laughs> uh, in that there's certain things that people believe you can't do, and unfortunately, they're the loud majority, and they are going to shut this movie down before you even hit the theater again. It's sad, but true. Uh, like th- there's the the little things that they needed to add to make this truly messed up and yeah. terrifying, and unfortunately they pulled the they pulled it back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills, the voices of several missing children, including Patrick coming from her bathroom sink. A clog of her cut hair ties her to the sink as she is covered in the erupting blood that coats the bathroom. This is what bothers me now. I, th- this scene is the one where I finally got pissed off at the movie. Her father comes in to investigate, and Beverly realizes that he cannot see the blood. Bill is lured into the basement of his house by what he thinks is Georgie. Actually, this okay, let me stop there. Uh, is the blood there or not? No. I thought it was, and the father was just denying the actual existence of it. No, it's not there. The, the adults can't see anything that it does. And that's my thing, is that I believe that they do. I I believe that he saw it. But but that is the question in the book. Yeah. But here's the thing. They le- it's a I want to say 10 to 12 minute scene where then the boys all come up there and they start cleaning the room. Which I don't think anybody really reads into that, but a bunch of like middle school kids cleaning a bathroom covered in blood. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, it's awesome, but I the hate sa- the s- some some of the parts of the movie with the choices of music was just awful. Yeah, let me just say this: the new kids on the block callbacks are great. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't you go, girl? <laughs> oh, there was another. Oh yeah, part. you got the right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when when they're in or when they're in his room and she opens the door and the soundtrack just the song pops up and he's just terrified, like. Don't, please don't, please don't. She just closes the door and it fades out. Hang tough, new kid. (laughs) (laughs) 
that was a great thing to throw in the movie. Yes. Because uh, that's all you needed to say this was in the 80s. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, all the first of all, you show me seven kids willing to clean up a bathroom like that. It ain't happening. They'd be like, get the shit out of here. No, we're leaving this house. You're not going to come back here. You, you, are not, you know how many parents out there would love to have their kids just clean the bathroom before it just looks like that? Yeah, and you're going to tell me that seven kids are going to... Richie is going to willingly grab a sponge. Eddie's going to willingly... Yeah. But (laughs) he does... (laughs) When he's, like, coughing or gagging with with the uh, inhaler Inhaler. in his mouth. (laughs) And then then Stan just just takes that square sponge and just slowly goes... (laughs) It's like, it's just robotic. It's just too funny. Yeah. Uh, Bill is lured into the basement of his house by what he thinks is Georgie, actually a disguised Pennywise, and you know we all float here. I thought this was the best scene. Um, n- well, best scene as far as interactions with Pennywise mm-hmm. with the other kids. Okay, coming like out of the water. You had um, Egg Boy. Yep. In the library. Yeah. I thought this scene was so well done. Okay. Because. Pennywise with his hand in the kit. It's a puppet. Yeah. And then, like, mouthing the words. I loved it. Mm -hmm. He was just manipulating this thing that it created. Yeah. And then slams him into the water when he's, like, rotting (laughs) and oozing and just bloated. Mm. And then comes out of the water. But when uh, Bill dodges Pennywise, runs up the stairs, he's sideways, and then his as he's sliding out of frame, his <laughs> eyes roll back into his head. Oh, just, it was so good. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it, it is a really cool scene. It has my trope in there, which is the little kid in the cellar. Yep. And, and he's smiling the entire time. They all float down here. They all float down here. They all float down here. <laughs> I was half expecting him to turn into the, <laughs> the guy from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> And he spoke really high like like this. (laughs) Soon after, Bill, Beverly, Ben, Richie, Stan, and Eddie discover Henry's gang beating up Mike. They chase the bullies off with rocks and befriend Mike. Damn, I would not want to be in a rock fight. (laughs) Rock war! Let me just say this. I have been hit in the head with a rock, a stone about this big. Stitches required immediately. Oh, yeah. These rocks just... Here's a cut here or there. Bullshit. (laughs) It's another, I guess it was just trying to cut corners on the budget. Like, <sighs> I was talking to people, and I hate that, that this is the time I bring this up. It's the sack, Jack. But I cannot wait for them to have a real freaking budget for the next movie. Because yeah. you have sometimes you have to make some choices. Are you going to put the gore of him getting his arm ripped off, or like a scene where he's do dancing in his lair, and are you gonna like you know cut the corners on the blood and the makeup and the hours it's gonna take to do that? Yeah, yeah, you're gonna cut down on that because it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. But the Rock War is a pivotal moment. Yes, and again, very similar to what you saw in the TV movie. Very. I like the setting way better in the miniseries. I don't know. This is it's no, it's it closer to the book and it makes more sense. Yeah, but the river, it's the Barrens, it's it's high. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Pennywise is just sitting in the grass <laughs> and he waves to, he waves to Mike with the little arm. 
It is amazing. It's it the was little funny. things. It's the little things. Yeah. And that's it's like Pennywise didn't have the dialogue, but he had his little like <laughs> just messed up quirks. Yeah. And just the waving with the just the ragged uh, half-eaten arm. And that's why I think Pennywise just wasn't scary in this. They kept Freddy Kruegering him. He turned into a punchline half the time. And like parts that weren't supposed to be funny, yeah, I bitch. was laughing at. Because yeah, I was bitch. like, that's just funny. <laughs> a few weeks later, the group, who now refer to themselves as the Losers Club, come to realize that they are each being terrorized by the same entity. While in Bill's garage, the group deduces that Pennywise is using the sewers to move around unseen. After narrowly escaping an attack by Pennywise in Bill's garage, which, by the way, uh, call back to the ring, climbing out of a screen. For sure. This this actually, <laughs> this this that scene scared me the most. Did it really? Just jump scared. Oh, okay, the jump scare. Yeah, yeah, that was that that got me the the uh, the worst. See yeah. when when they d- when the thing comes down at because I wasn't I wasn't expecting him to jump out of the screen. I really didn't think they would do that. When it, when it came down on its when the screen came down on its side and you saw Pennywise looking at oh. Eddie in th- in the <laughs> flickering screen, I thought, okay, the next scene will be a hand coming out like in Scrooge <laughs> 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 and grabbing him. But it was just full on, you know, big ass Pennywise, hey, <laughs> you yeah. know, and but no one gets hurt. But there's a reason for that. Please tell me. He feeds on fear. So he has to keep it, it. He can't just. He's getting close to his long slumber. And the 27 he, year slumber. Yes. And he can't just kill p- children. Because he feeds on fear. So constantly making. But if you're see, but but see, there's the thing. I don't want to go in too depth okay. because of his weakness, and I don't want to okay. go into that. We'll get to that but later. You have to keep scaring the shit out of these kids to make them tired, to drain them of all their fear. The counter to that is, if you continue to scare, eventually nothing's scary. And that goes deeper into. You would think a two hundred year old entity would know this. It's a million year old entity. Okay. Even worse, he should know this. <laughs> but but that's but that's addressed. But that's addressed. One of his weaknesses is he thinks he's all powerful, that he is unstoppable. And that's yes. why he You God, not today, bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's his downfall, and that's how that's what the problem is, is that he underestimates the children's. Yeah. He underestimates the children's, the children's. <laughs> yes. Yes. After narrowly escaping an attack by Pennywise in Bill's garage, the loser clubs go to the house on Nabolt Street where Bill deduces it to be hiding. Favorite scene in the entire freaking movie. Yeah. Uh, this is the climax of the movie, I think. Oh, absolutely. It's not the ending. This it's is not it. the ending. Oh, so good. The creature uses its shape-shifting abilities to separate the group and pick them off. Eddie breaks his arm after falling through a hole upstairs. And I, were you in the... Were you with me, or did you, had you? Unfortunately, had no. I was so mad. I literally left right after the garage. Scene. Okay, yeah, because the <laughs> the theater when he holds up his arm and it's broken, you heard people go, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." That happened too. It's the first time I watched. It. Like, oh, and then it was a collective <laughs> groan. <laughs> yes, yes, and then Pennywise just hands sideways and his fingers just click, mm-hmm, click. Oh. 
Uh, you get Richie. First of all, I love that Richie goes into that one room and sees the lost picture, the missing kid picture, and it's him. Now Richie's scared. Oh, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that uh, Eddie got separated uh, because I needed a reason for this kid to be scared of something other than his own sickness. And uh, the room of the room of clowns for Richie, because he said he had a clown thing. You're right. This is not about what we fear. It's about what they fear. And, and, that's, and that's the problem that some people have to get over. Exactly. I'm not afraid of clowns. That room is scary because it's the unknown factor of whether it's going to move. For me, um, lepers don't scare me. Mm-hmm. When it's when it's a sexual, like, rapey thing, that gets really dark, but it still doesn't scare me. No. But for a kid, that's terrifying. And one of the things we talked about last week with Gil when we did Spinal Tap was mockumentaries have an uphill battle climb because documentaries are about things you already know and you want to know more about. Mockumentaries you don't know anything about, and you have to get invested in. Yeah. This is, when you talk about people's fears, you have to know the fear to feel the fear. Just like... You can't just go, oh, they're scared of this. I'm going to feel terror also. Just like fast forward when uh, Pennywise transforms into Bev's dad. Yes. You go, oh, shit. Because you've been through the trauma there. You haven't been through the trauma of all these other kids, though. No. So they kind of fall a little bit flat for a lot of people because they're not our traumas. They're the kids' traumas, but we don't know what they went through. With Beverly's, we get it. Yes. You're like, oh, shit, I connect to that. But- that's why I want a three-hour three movie. Hour <laughs> movie. Uh, let's see here we are. Oh, after narrowly escaping the attack. Oh, we did that all right. Uh, the rest. Pennywise emerges from the. Fr- oh, Eddie breaks his arm after falling through a hole upstairs. Pennywise emerges from a fridge <laughs> and prepares to oh, eat him. Oh, that's so good. Uh, contorted in that fridge. Love it. The rest of the losers arrive and save Eddie, and Beverly impales Pennywise through the head with a fence post, who injures Ben before retreating down a well in the basement of the house. Eddie's mother arrives and is horrified by her son's broken arm, taking him away, calling Beverly basically a slut in front of everybody. Oh, for sure. Uh, the group begins a splinter with Richie, Stan, and Mike succumbing to their fear and abandoning the others while Bill insists that they continue to hunt Pennywise. You would think after that moment, they would have all stuck together. But instead, it split them apart? No, I totally believe that scene. I didn't. Because I was like, no, now they got this common thing. They know what they're up against. Yeah, and half the group is like, fuck that. Yeah. Well, St- okay, Stanley, not to go into a, uh, it la- later on what's going to happen in the future, but Stanley eventually kills himself, right? I mean, when that's, he finds out that he's back. That's, that's, he's lit- the- that's literally the first callback story. That's when Mike calls Stanley. Yeah. He's the first call, and he drinks a glass of bourbon, goes up the stairs, and slits his wrist. Yeah. Spoiler alert. No, but they, they, not yet. Not, if you haven't seen this since 1982, <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. It, 82 or, no, it was 86. That was the book, right? 86? 86. Yeah. But Stanley is Stanley does a great job of portraying the one person who's always the who's last the person weakest. in. Yes. He's the last person in. Yeah. He's terrified. He's not strong. He's and not I, brave. I think you needed him to balance out Bill, who doesn't seem to be afraid of any damn thing. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the one thing is like he was always. I think in the miniseries they did it better because he was scared. And wasn't Bill played by? Uh, oh, what was his name? He was on Sequest. Uh, Jonathan Brandis. Look it up, Jonathan Brandis. As soon as you think he'll be like, oh, that kid. What happened to him? <laughs> uh, 
yeah, he's played by him, but he felt fear throughout, and he's the one that helped get the group back together. I didn't know what other work he did. Yeah. Oh. Oh, my God, that's him? That's him. Wow. Yeah, wow. Damn. Yeah, he was in Ladybugs, too, with Rodney Dangerfield. Remember, he was the boy playing on the girls' team? I never saw it. Oh, another fantastically bad movie. The never-ending story. Yep. Sequest. It. Chuck Norris's sidekicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Hearts War. Ride with the Devil. Okay. Yeah. That's enough out of him. Uh, let's see. Eddie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So on one day in August, Beverly manages to kill her father with a toilet seat when he attempts to rape her before Pennywise appears and abducts her. Way to gloss over that little situation right there. She's yeah. basically just leaving the house, and Dad gets the creepy vibe, throws her to the ground, uh, and then everybody in the theater kind of starts to shift in their seat a little bit, going, oh, boy, where are they going to go uh, with this? Oh, this is about to happen. And they stop short, and everybody goes, phew, oh, good. Uh, but honestly, when he goes upstairs to the bathroom, and you see, he sees the the shower curtain there, and he pulls it away. I thought the window would be open and she had been booking out of it. Instead, he opens it up, and wham! Pow! I thought it was the sink, actually, because the way the thing cracked, I was like, he's never getting up, and he dies on the spot. Uh, he bleeds out. Yeah. yeah, blood all over the floor again. Better get the boys in there to clean up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bill uses the opportunity to re- reassemble the losers and mount a rescue, uh, though I don't really know how he knows Pennywise has her. He goes over there, and she's not home. He sees the the. the oh, ground. because he wrote on the. Oh, that's right. The, yeah, he left a note. He said, "Yeah, if you try, you'll, you'll die. die." Yeah. Uh, but he, but Pennywise knew that Bill would do it. Yeah. It responds by giving Henry, who is gradually becoming insane. No, he he is insane, not gradually. What the hell? His missing switchblade while compelling him to murder his abusive father before sending him to intercept the losers. Can I just say, every time a TV's on, it's awesome. Oh yeah, it's fun <laughs> down, down in the sewers. Yeah. Bring all bring all your friends to play down in the sewers. And there's a lot of TVs on in this throughout the film. If you don't pay attention to the TVs, there's comedy gold in that. Dude, when um uh I think it was yeah when the first time Betty's mom Bev Bev no 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 when Bev walked into her oh. uh, dad's place for yeah. the first time. First go around, I didn't even notice that kids come play in the sewers. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> it was not even registered. I didn't hear it at all. Uh-huh. And the second time, you were laughing, and I was like, oh, shit! <laughs> They're saying these things! I noticed it the first time when Ed, when you were introduced to Eddie's mom, and she's watching TV, and she's and all you're hearing is about clowns on the, on the screen. Man, I need to pay attention. Yeah. Well, there are certain things that I pay attention to a lot in movies. One is, whenever there's a school scene, I always pay attention to what's on the chalkboard, because that's going to tell you what's going to happen in the movie. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Chalkboard or mascots tell you what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, and then anytime a TV is on, they have to buy rights to everything that's on TVs in movies. So it better be worth it. So there's always something on there, okay. even if it's the scroll on the bottom. Okay. Uh, that's how I caught. Remember when we did Planet? We talked about Planet of the Apes, and I said in the very first movie, uh, uh, Rise, uh, Dawn, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I don't think we ever talked about Planet of the Apes, to be honest. No, but I mentioned it once in one of the shows. Oh, okay. I said Rise, Planet of the Apes. Uh, on the bottom of one of the screens, it says Mars Mission lifts off today. That's right, you did. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I'm always on that's that stuff. Awesome. Uh, Man of Steel. There's an in, in the airport scene. There is a shot of a scroll going across, going the Gotham Raiders beat the Metropolis, and I was like, Oh, there's gonna be a Batman. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Gotham. Um. So okay, the switchblade comes. 
He kills his father. I liked this scene. I just, a little piece of me wish it happened earlier in the film because we don't, I mean, you know he's messed up before his father shoots the gun at his feet and makes him dance like a cowboy. Uh, this is one of the, is this the? I, I this mean, is one of the liberties that they took. Okay, that I had no problem with. All right, all right. Um, I wish that Pennywise got him mm-hmm. instead of the TV. No, no, no. Like uh, when he chased the losers down into the sewers or oh, to the well house. Yeah. I wish that they chased around and then he turned on Henry. And. Uh, like killed him and killed him in front of the kids. I would have liked to have seen Pennywise work through Henry from the get go. That'd be cool. Just manipulating this kid who's completely broken. Yeah. Set up Henry's story at the very beginning, and then have Pennywise manipulate him throughout. Because a clown you can get over. A bully when oh. you're a kid, oh, never, you can't. Never. Um. Yeah. So okay. At the naval. Uh, let's see. At the Nabolt house, Henry arrives and tries to kill Mike, who manages to throw him down the well, where he seemingly <laughs> falls to his death. Uh, and that's a long way down. That's a long-ass <laughs> well. Uh, Pennywise traps Stan and starts to eat him, uh, but the others chase him off. I was really hoping when he pulled his mouth off, you'd see the skin off, Just, too. Oh, yeah. But I knew they couldn't because no. he lived. Uh they then, but it also to die another day. Great James Bond movie. It also makes sense that the one kid who had the closest encounter with Pennywise is the one who killed himself later on. Yeah, sets uh, it up. Yeah, they then find Pennywise's lair in an underground cooling tower containing a mountain of circus props and children's belongings, where they find a catatonic Beverly floating with the bodies of the other missing children, kept in a form of suspended animation. This is a cool-looking scene. It's a really fucking cool-looking scene. And it was at this point I was like, are they going to talk about? The ritual of Chud. Oh, I know. Are I they going? And I was like, are they going? Go are they going to go into the turtle? See, this is when I went. See, as soon as he, she, she said, "I'm not afraid of you." Yeah. And he opened his mouth. You saw the deadlights. Mm-hmm. I could not believe it. I was like, "Oh, oh, they're to- oh the floating bodies. Oh, they're going <laughs> to totally do it. They're going to introduce the turtle. They're going to do it. They're going to do the ritual of Chud." And they never. No do and that's one of the biggest flaws I have with this movie and especially towards the end when it is just getting beat up by these middle school kids this all powerful being who controls the deadlights mm-hmm. without I know. without Bill going getting facing it seeing the deadlights so close then getting taken to the turtle spoiler alert Lick, lick, lick my balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that saying. <laughs> I do now. That's my catchphrase now, right? That's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, without being introduced to the turtle, being educated, like they could have totally done it. But then again, I say maybe the next movie they will have to and they'll have the budget to do it. Yeah. But that was another thing. It's like I was talking, I was like, I'm not mad at how they. It ended this movie in the defeat of it because what more could you do? Yeah. Would you, would audiences really buy Bill going into a psychic battle with a, a million year old, millions of year old 
entity from the macroverse where there are only two things. There's the turtle that is the good, and it, its sworn enemy, mm-hmm. the other. Can you go into a psychic battle? It'd be way too out there It'd for audiences. It'd be way too out there for audiences. Yeah. Uh, after the group pulls Beverly to the ground, Ben kisses her, restoring her to normal. It, in the form of Georgie, attempts to deceive Bill, but fails, transforming into Pennywise and attacking the group. Taking Bill hostage, Pennywise offers to spare the other losers if they sacrifice their friend. Instead, they break Bill free and together brutally fight Pennywise as a group and defeat him. It's not really, I mean, it's not well, really a fight. It's more just seven kids just beating the shit out of a clown. Yeah, uh, just getting licks in. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, this all-powerful being. Yeah, it. I mean, he's weak. Get it. But the pro- the, there's another thing. He, you, you don't explain that see you get it from reading the book that he overestimates his ability and his power and his omniscience if you will Mm -hmm. and that's his downfall is he overestimates himself and he thinks he's so scary that the kids have to fear him and he go feed off them but when they turn against that and they're like I'm not afraid of you yeah, he's like, "Oh shit, what's going on?" He's surprised. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, it was. It came three and a half hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bill coldly tells Pennywise that he is the one who is who is not, he is the one who is now afraid and starving as the losers no longer fear him. Knowing he has no more power over them, Pennywise escapes into a pit, and the floating children float back into the ground. Upon discovering Georgie's yellow raincoat, Bill accepts his brother's death and emotionally breaks down while the others comfort him. One month later, Beverly informs the group of a vision she had while catatonic, where she saw the group fighting Pennywise as adults. The losers form a blood oath that will return to Derry should Pennywise resurface in 27 years and destroy him once and for all. After departing one by one, Bill kisses Beverly. And that's the end. So, Sam. Yes. The end of the movie happens. Yep. What do you think after watching it? I thought it was amazing. Okay. Um, First thought I was just, that was amazing, right? I believe your text said, it was saw it, it was amazing. It, period. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Period. I thought what they, maybe it was just <laughs> coming after seeing the Dark Tower and Stephen <laughs> King okaying that, <laughs> that anything looks amazing after that. <laughs> But no, I think with what they had and what they did, with the budget that they had, I thought the script was amazing. Okay. I thought um Bill Skarsgård the the house scene sold it for me. Okay. Sold his performance. I knew what he was capable of. Yeah. I saw a little bit of it in the uh um the lair, mm-hmm. but it was the house. That's what really sold me, and I was—I had a smile on my face. I was laughing. All the, everybody was terrified. I'm like, "Oh my God, he's attacking these children!" I was just laughing because his performance was so good. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's really like the most dialogue you get from him is in that house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was just such—it was a great remake, and I can't wait to see what they do in part two. Yeah. Because that's when it's going to get real scary. That's when the adult like fears yeah. come into play. 
for me, it's not as scary as I thought it'd be. But I found it very entertaining. Yes, it's a very well done movie and overall. I don't, I don't want to say entertaining as in I laughed a lot, but entertaining as in I left the movie with the thought that, okay, I just watched something that I enjoyed. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, on to our next segment, top three, bottom three. This is where we pick our top three things we love or scenes we like in this movie, and then we choose three things we dislike about the film or that we find the weakest. So let's start with the top three. Sam, what are your top three things you liked about this movie? Okay, top three. One being the uh, the entire um, section when they're in the whale house. I, I, f- I forget what the, the actual title of that house is in the book. Um, I've, uh, yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but it's called the whale house in the movie. Yes. Yeah. The second is definitely Richie and Eddie's relationship. <laughs> that is, that's some standby me material. Yeah. Um, and then three. I'm gonna go with Pennywise himself. Okay. Uh, my number three is a uh, horror movies lately fall on a spectrum. Uh, that range from like no story but lots of scares, and then there's lots of story and very mm, few scares. Very few scares. I prefer the latter. I want story. I don't, oh, don't, yeah, don't just give me scares. Give me something to re- be a reason why I'm watching this. Uh, this is clearly one of those movies. It's on the latter side. The story is very important to what you're seeing on the screen. And not there isn't one single scene in this film you could get out or pull out, and the movie would make sense. Mm-hmm. Every scene matters. Yeah. Uh, including, uh, and I've said this before, I've asked, you know, why do they have to go over every single person? Like Suicide Squad, you know, when they went through the bios of every single person along the way beforehand, they did that with this, but it was their fears. I liked that. You can't take one of those out. In no. fact, you felt like you're like, why haven't they put Richie's in? Are they going to slipknot him and, and just kill him right away? I don't know. My number two is the aesthetic of the movie is dark and ominous. Mm-hmm. And you get that feeling that a few of these kids aren't going to make it. Oh, absolutely. The whole time I was like, I wonder, for people who have never seen this, mm-hmm. they're going to see one of their friends die. Yeah. And that was my, I mean, I especially oh, just, uh, when I heard about Richie's, Richie's calling card or the yes. call, the calling card, just boom, missing. You're like, do it. Done. Don't you take this kid. He's, He's the gone. funniest part of this movie. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was not in control of that situation at all. Hey, uh, you doing okay? The kids have amazing chemistry. This is my number one. The okay. kids chemistry is my number one. Uh, it, it's what I liked best about Super 8. Mm-hmm. That, and that, I think, was the first movie where we saw we can have child actors that work together very well. Super 8 was the first run in it. Stranger Things took it to another level. Yep. This movie felt like a Stranger Things episode. Uh, so, okay, those are our top threes. What are our bottom threes? Time to vent, Sam. <sighs> the fact that it wasn't a three-and-a-half-hour movie. <laughs> That's number one. Okay. And just because... You need look. When I go to a movie, I want to get lost in it. I want to be in there as long as I can, mm-hmm. as long as it's a good movie. Yes. Silence. Lord, <laughs> it's hard to get through. Yeah, Some movies. You can't go out there because the, the air is poisonous. poisonous. Um, <laughs> King Kong. I fall asleep. Ugh. I fall asleep every time. It's awful. But with this movie, there's so much. <sighs> they did such a good job. But if they had a three-and-a-half-hour movie, they could have gone in a different direction with certain little things. Um, so I think they missed out on some opportunities. Yeah. Um, even pulling the r- pulling back the rug a little bit on certain things. Um, th- the special effects, it's not their fault. It's the budget that the f- 
freaking studios gave them. Mm-hmm. It bugs the hell out of me. And then I want to say the heavy quote unquote metal during the rock war scene. It pulls me <laughs> out both times. It pulled me out. Yeah. I thought it was horrible decision. I thought the rock war was. It was better in the th- TV. Movie. It was better in the cheesy miniseries. Yeah. Uh, my number three. Oh, sorry. You don't. You also didn't need the slow motion. You. Bitch. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Like, okay, we're turning this into a comedy now. <laughs> yeah, slow mo like Pennywise ripping a neck apart. Mm-hmm. Don't do. Yeah. Don't and do in the that. middle of it, Pennywise waving with with an arm. Oh, I love that. He was just like sitting down, cross legged, Indian style. Just yeah. Hi. My number three is if you're afraid of clowns, little kids in hallways, echoed giggles, gross liquids like snot or loogies, this movie will make you want to crawl out of your seat. However, if you aren't, it's just creepy. It's not scary. And that goes more with when they said, oh, we want to deal with childhood traumas. Okay, but if you haven't experienced the trauma with the child, it's not your trauma, and you can't deal with it. My number two is I wish they would have added an additional 20 minutes to flesh out Henry's storyline. I want because you yep. can't just have a guy being evil just for the sake of being evil. Give me a reason other than his yeah, dad. You see, know. like I want to see his dad beat the shit out of him. Yeah, something like embarrass him. Do so. Like obviously he was like, uh, what did he say after he shot at his feet? Like, this is what happens. Hey boys, a, a paper man uh, crumbled or something like that. It's like look at a man after he. Yeah, just something. It was embarrassing. Yeah, like hurt his. But why? What what's the background on that? Mm-hmm. Why w- I want just because he's a the the kid's just a little shit, and his dad just is like I don't know what to do with you anymore. Well, we don't get the idea that the kid was ever normal either. I mean, something. Give me give me t- a five minute shot at the beginning where you see Anything. these kids where you see these kids going home to their respective homes and what their homes are like. And you see Hen- you see the, each kid going home. You see Henry going home, and maybe he walks by a picture of his mother who's passed away. You know, it's a vi- or maybe his dad killed his mom on his accident. Dad's not home. Uh, there, or maybe he walks in. His dad, I got a call from the school again that you skip school and just beats the snot yeah. out of him. Something like that to show that these kids all came from the same place at some point, and this is how Henry has turned out. Yeah. Um, and my number one is the parents and townsfolk hiding the secrets about these deaths of the kids is glossed over, and touched only once with Eddie's mom. You need to flesh that out more to make it seem like the kids are truly alone in this adventure. Otherwise, you sit there going, just call the damn cops. Yeah. Um, so those are my, those are my three. My, okay, wh- who's the audience for this movie, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> children. Ch- um, children? <laughs> no, if you, if you are familiar with the story, it, go for it. If you're not, even better. Because yes. you won't know what's going to happen. I you you won't know who. You might have seen a picture of Pennywise. Mm-hmm. but it, I guess the unfortunate thing. I think Tim Curry is just so damn good. Praise the one true Pennywise. Praise the one true Curry. Yes. Yeah, for me, it was fans of the original property. Yeah, fans of the original property, fans of the book. I thought they, st- they, they stayed more true to the book than the miniseries. Okay. And I'm going to say, fancy trip tri- property, I'm going to say, piggybacking off of you, what you said, if you haven't seen or, or the book, or if you haven't read the book, or you haven't seen the original movie, 
you may like this even more. Yeah, I think you're going to be in for a treat. Yeah. And if Joel. You, uh, if you are a fan Joel. of Stranger Things, this is right up your alley. Joel. <laughs> if you haven't experienced this, Joel. you will enjoy it, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> we all float down here. <laughs> and you'll float, too. You'll float, too. <laughs> you'll, you'll float, float too. <laughs> uh, okay, movie report card in the horror feature film genre. Sam, give us a grade and some comments that defend your grade. I remember a C is average. Yeah, I think it's way above average, especially for horror films nowadays, mm-hmm. like Friend Request and Groundhog Day Ooh. 2. So, Death Day, <laughs> Happy Death look, Day. Look, <laughs> here's the thing. It's no, well, we disagree on this, but it's no The Witch. But I also think The Witch is an art film. Yes, it is. So I'm going to give this movie an A. Straight up A, huh? A minus. Oh, okay. Straight up A minus. Let's huh? see if I can go down to B plus. Now. <laughs> well, see, I'm, I'm hesitant because to me, yeah. without part two, it's incomplete. It Understandable. It is not a complete film. Um, what if it was? What if this is how it ended and they couldn't get funding for the next one? How would you grade it then? Oh, I'd give it a B. B? Too much unresolved. Too, too much unresolved. It wouldn't make sense. These kids just beat off. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, boy. Say it with me. <laughs> For real times a million, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> For all the poorly chosen words. I really think this one takes the cake. I'm sorry. Oh, for all these little kids to beat off the clown. For the children's to fight off this evil million-year-old, pretty much omniscient entity from a macroverse. It is so far-fetched. Now, granted, nobody knows that he's from another dimension universe. That he's all powerful. Nobody knows that. They just think it's an evil being. Mm-hmm. Where the f- did he come from then? Yeah, that's got to be explained in the next movie. Yes, and I hope with the budget. I really hope Bill meets the turtle. He better, because they they had plenty of callbacks to it. You go into George's room. There's turtles friggin' everywhere. Yep. Um. Okay. Mine. <sighs> I have been. I going- wonder. I wonder. Really quickly, yeah. when he drops the turtle and it shatters, mm-hmm. I wonder <laughs> if. The, but see, that's the thing, because uh, the turtle dies, or is he's. I don't want to go into it. Okay, but it was just like a the turtle shatters. And he's like, oh shit! Bill doesn't even know. Right. Is that a sign? Is that a, like a call to, like fans of the book, or was that just complete accident? My hope is it doesn't just turn out to be an Easter egg. Yeah. I thought there would be more callbacks to, like, unfortunately, the Dark Tower, there were so many callbacks. Well, the Dark Tower is the amalgamation of the entire Stephen King universe. Yes. They have to have all the callbacks in there. Otherwise, it doesn't feel like the Dark Tower. True. But it is also connected to the Dark Tower pretty well. Yeah. With the deadlights Mm -hmm. and the turtle, especially the turtle. Yeah. I've been going back and forth on this one between B minus mm-hmm. and A minus. 
I can't give it an A until I see the second movie. Yeah, same here. But compared to other horror films, yes, and I, knowing that it's about the child's fears and not your fears. Yeah. I'm going to give this a straight-up B. Okay. Which is above average. Yeah. Definitely, and, and horror is a tough one to figure out. Because horror is like comedy. It's subjective. Yeah. I think what the biggest thing for me, th- for me with this film was, if you're going to do this movie, there's that range. You have to find the middle ground in it. It gave me all the story that I wanted. Mm-hmm. It didn't give me the scares. scares. And I'm not, listen, I think jump scares are the cheapest form of horror, but that doesn't mean you eliminate them completely. There's a place for them. And you could have had a few better well done, I think, in this movie. Uh, Also, I would have liked to have seen something new. I didn't see anything new in this movie. Yeah. Everything was a callback to something we'd already seen. But, But what. But what new could you have done? But That's exactly what new it. could you have done? That's exactly it. Is you you can't just say I want something new and then have nothing to go with. Instead of you got having a, the you habit- got a headless kid, yeah, headless burnt blown up kid. You had the leper, which people can understand. It's gross. It's it's the skin is. It was Snoke. Off. It was Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the thing. It's like it wasn't the Wolf Man. It wasn't the Mummy. It yeah. wasn't Dracula. Wasn't the creature from the Black Lagoon? Here you go. When Pennywise jumps out of the screen, he should have grabbed a kid and pulled the kid into the screen, and then the kids are all grabbing onto the legs of the kid, trying to pull him back out. And when they pull him out, Pennywise's head is turned into a giant thing, and they realize it's not just a clown. That's something new you could have put that in could, there. Yeah, yeah. You you do a little poltergeist slash ring. Yep. You take it that step further. I think this movie took. The biggest problem with this movie isn't the fact that it's not too long or it's not that. It's that they kept getting so close and not going that extra step yeah. to get there. Yeah. It reminded me of Central Intelligence with The Rock and uh, uh, Kevin Hart. They told I, st- s- I stopped watching that movie after 10 minutes. I just couldn't take it. But wouldn't you agree? Every time they told the joke, you were like, okay, I know where this is going, and they wouldn't go there. It was like they left all the good shit on the floor. Uh, when we talked about Spinal Tap last week, we were like, well, this is a great movie. Then we found out that after two hours of it, there's another 98 of unused footage. 98 hours of unused footage that they threw away. I'm sorry. Excuse me? They filmed 100 hours of tape for that movie. And they used just the hour and a half and that they got there. that's why it's a mockumentary masterpiece. I want the box set. I... <laughs> <laughs> I want what this movie. Could, what did they uh, like? That's oh, sorry. Okay, that is. They <laughs> a, they made a fake music tour and filmed every little <laughs> bit they could. And all the takes in there are first takes. Oh, that's amazing! In fact, listen to our Spinal Tap thing because it's it's really the background is amazing. Okay, it wasn't even supposed to be a mockumentary. It turned into one on accident. That's because the guy that they uh, had to be the cinematographer yeah. uh, decided to film everything, cinema verite, you know, moving around with the camera, <laughs> and all of a sudden it became a documentary. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm going to give this movie a solid B. It's worth seeing. Yeah. But I, I bet when the Blu-ray comes out, after both movies comes out, you'll have a director's cut, 
I hope so. That An will be three spot. hours plus three hours with part two. A good six-hour shot. But also, this movie suffers from the fact that the TV movie did it first and at times did it better. At times did it, times better. Did it better. And that's what's scary is that this should have been, okay, we got the TV movie. We're going to take every scene and step it up to where it should be. And instead, sometimes it was just homages to certain scenes. Sometimes they took it a step lower. Sometimes they did go higher. But it felt uneven. There were times where I was sitting there going, oh, this is better when it was Tim Curry. Or this is better when the rock fight. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, when, when <coughs> Beverly, sh- in, in, the, in the TV movie, when she shoots Pennywise with the silver, you know? Well, that was a callback to the Wolfman and but silver being the weakness. But that's the thing is she goes from that to just some piece of wood lying on the floor. It means something more here. What if she'd done with a clown tool, you know, or yeah. something that was a callback to her father? But you don't know enough about her father to have any callbacks. Because they made a two-hour movie instead of a three-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah, so I'm giving it a B. It's worth seeing. Go see in the theaters. Rack up the cash there so they have more money Get to spend on part two. Get up. Uh, but if this movie's released on Blu-ray, you're going to buy it, bin it, stream it? Oh, I'm buying the complete. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. The, st- the Steel Book Red Nose Edition? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's that, that bleeds, yes. Th- they'll probably call it the Red Balloon Edition or something. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, I'm buying the it also. Edition. Yeah, buying it with all the special features. If, if there's a $40 version, I'm getting that one. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's it for the movie right there. That's the, it just coming in at a cool hour and 40 minutes here. <laughs> it's the longest one we've done in a while. Nice. Well, that's all I've got time for today, Movie Planeteers. Next show, we'll take a look at another movie in the horror pantheon, Mother. You can email the Movie Planet using the address movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Podbean, or Spotify. Give us a four- or five-star review. Tweet with any questions, comments, theories, and I'll try to fit them into the show next time we're on the air. Send those tweets to at MoviePlanetPod and like us on Facebook and Instagram using the links in the show notes. The opinions expressed on the Movie Planet Podcast are those of the individual hosts. The Movie Planet Podcast is not affiliated with, prepared for, approved, or licensed by any entity that created any films discussed or reviewed herein. All movie clips and music included in the podcast are the intellectual property of the respective copyright holders. They are included here for the purpose of review and no infringement is intended. Special thanks to Twisterium and Sound J Music for providing our intro and closing music every now and then. Thanks for listening and happy movie watching.